We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show, and we are proud to be coming to you at your designated time. Panic attack. Dude. So I said the last time I took two days off, I ended up with not a job. Well, I took two days off of the podcast, and then it didn't post (laughs) right away on Monday morning. And I thought, oh, no. Of all the days for somebody else to have made a mistake, full well knowing that I screwed up somehow. What happened was, and if you didn't know, the podcast was late yesterday by a couple hours, which probably killed my numbers. Which I like, I don't joke, like, I kind of joke about, but I need numbers. Or, <laughs> all right. So, anyway, I finished the podcast after midnight on Sunday because of the lateness of the game. And what I always do is I look at the date on my computer and I schedule it for the next date at 5 a.m. Because keeping track of the date is hard. You know that. So it said 28 and I posted on 29. So I had to scramble to get it to post on 28. So that's what happened. So that'll be an error I never make again. But it's it's okay. I only did it on you know one of the most anticipated shows that I'll ever have. The Badgers get a new coach, and Jordan Love finally plays. No big deal. No big deal. Uh, Peter Bukowski is going to join us from Lockdown Packers a little bit later in the show, like in five minutes. He'll be here in no time. Got a couple people that want to get their voices on, some voicemails and some calls, so we'll do that quickly. And then at the end of the show, I am going to talk a little bit about USA England and preview USA Iran, and also talk about uh, you people that just can't quit the fact that other people like soccer. A billion people watch this tournament, but you are going to be the one person to bring down the game because you don't like it. And I don't know how long we have to keep doing this. Like at some point, it's not funny anymore. So a classic Winkler rant coming up. But look at this. We're talking some Packers. We're talking to Mike the Painter. Oh, it's always good to hear from Mike. And you can only hear from Mike at the beginning of the shows. Mikey! 
Did you have a nice Thanksgiving? Uh, I did. I Well, the highlight of my Thanksgiving, non-sports-wise, was uh, Saturday night, was it? I weighed the most I've ever weighed in my life. No way. Yeah. You're all right to splurge, though, on, on, on Thanksgiving. Yeah, but the problem with Thanksgiving so. also is that my whole life I eat kind of like it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> like the day after Thanksgiving, what did I have the day after Thanksgiving? The day after Thanksgiving, I had I had McDonald's and then Toppers. Oh, jeez. Uh, Saturday, Bart. I had Bart. I had Taco Bell and then we ordered pizza. <laughs> oh my lord, Bart! Yeah, you gotta get you gotta you gotta really get off uh, your guff and do something. Well, and I'm going to these bars for the soccer thing I'm doing, so. I'm eating their nice, delicious oh, food. How is that? It's How pretty good. Going? It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Nomad is where I'm going to be for the USA-Iran game. Oh, nice. I'm going to be working, but I will be watching. Yeah, I've, I've followed. You've been following. I I, I've always known you for a soccer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be watching. I've, I've really enjoyed their match against England. Even though it was a tie, it was still a really good match. If we can play that way, we will beat Iran and we will put some goals on the board. I was going to preview we the game at the way. end of the show, but you pretty much covered it right there, man. All right, talk to me about the Packers, buddy. I I really think that uh, Aaron Rodgers needs to sit for us this season. You can clearly see that the thumbs bothering him on some of his throws, and that's why he's not able to zip it in there like he was, and he's getting picked off. You know, I don't think it's a, a not knowing the safeties there lurking. I think he knows he's there and he's trying to get it in there, but his thumbs clearly affected him. And now with the the uh, whatever his uh, oblique or whatever is that what it was? What did they say that he went out for? I don't know. I mean, Rogers is Rogers well, is hurt. I'm not dismissing that he's hurt, but yeah, we, I think we yeah, all knew hurt. at some point. Like, he's going to eventually go on the IR. And we all knew that that would happen at some point. Sure, sure. And I think it's time for him to go on it now and let Jordan Love take the reins for these last five games or so and see if this is the guy that they're going to go with, you know, when Rodgers is done. Because I still think Rodgers is going to be back for the next two years. And I think that they need to know if they're going to pick up the fifth-year option on on, uh, Love and – go forward with uh, another contract with him if he's going to take over the reins. But I did like what I seen from him when he came in. He did have some zip on the ball and looks like he, you know, knows the offense and he's got command of it. So well, that's, I, I think that's my, that's going to be my whole question on uh, today's episode of this fabulous show is what, what, be- what, what benefit does it do to have Rogers out there? No. Why, why do you want no. right? Like what, what benefit does it do to fans? What benefit does it do to anybody to have Rodgers out there? It, it doesn't. He he don't need to be out there to get chemistry with those young guys. That he he has some chemistry with them. They just need to run right routes and uh, grab onto the ball when he throws it to him when he's healthy. And that's all we need from him. We need to see love right now and see how well he can control the offense and and move them forward. Because I know our defense is hurting. Douglas is definitely not an outside corner. We need him back in the slot, and we need Stokes back out there. But I, I'm still, you know, 
I'm, I want us to have a better draft pick this year. Uh, I, I don't like where we're sitting at nine right now. So I'd you want to see love, but you five. also, so are you saying, are you saying you want to see them lose? Yeah, I, don't, I really, I don't mind if they lose or win. I just want them to compete with love and, you know, do what they got to do and not just tank, you know, run it off. So you want love to look win. good, but then they also lose for a draft yeah. pick. Best case scenario. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario is every game is like uh, Sunday where Love's in there. He puts up 33 points, but the defense is so shitty that they allow 40, and we lose and get a better draft pick. Okay, I can jive with you on that. Both defenses look shitty. Both offenses ran what they really wanted to run besides a couple picks, and, you know, that's because of, you know, the thumb and now whatever else he has, but... Yeah, I, I, I'm glad that Barry decided that he wasn't going to let the Hurts run all over him, but I was happy for my fantasy team because I have Jalen Hurts as my quarterback. So I was happy there. But, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so I, I'm happy. I'm eight and four in my league, so I'm happy. Well, good luck to you, Mike. Good to hear from you and enjoy the uh, USA match. I will, and I mean, I'll call you after the match. All right. Great one there, Mark. That'll be good. Thanks, Mike. Happy holidays, everyone. Mike the Painter, live. So, well, I talked to him live, like the good old days. Uh, Another guy that I always say I want to connect with. This is John and Franklin. Let's get John and Franklin's voicemail from the uh, the day after. Good morning, John and Franklin, with my weekly dissertation on the shreds of what is the Packers football season. Another regrettable loss, an embarrassing performance by the defense. Embarrassing. We had our Thanksgiving celebration last night. So I had people in the house who weren't fans of the Packers who normally wouldn't be allowed there. And I actually went into the game buying a little bit of the dead cat bounce from the Dallas thing, thinking we could possibly, possibly be competitive and maybe pull out a close game after watching the Colts play some pretty good defense against this team. But once again, what you want to happen isn't probably what's going to happen. This defense is a mess. We've got some very highly paid players. Douglas looks terrible, but he's completely miscast. He's not a player to be on the outside. That's not his game. Stokes may be serviceable. Kenny Clark, where the hell were you yesterday? One of my favorite players on the team usually, as bad as the defense has been. We went into this season talking about how great, well, I didn't do it, but I heard a lot of talk about ready to crown this freaking defense. What a joke. I did it. Nobody could have imagined how bad this season has turned out. It's time for love. And I don't envy the position this guy's in. But it's time for him. There is no conceivable reason to bring Rodgers back. It's time for the heads of state at Lombardi to take back control of the team and put Rodgers on the shelf and let Rogers, let uh, love play for the rest of the season. You know, he surprised us when he came in on that first drive. No, but I didn't see that coming. That was a nice play. But I've had enough of this defense. I think Barry needs to be fired. 
and I think the whole thing needs to be torn down. And don't give me this homeboy Leonard stuff. I want somebody brought in from a team where they play defense with a foot in somebody's ass. I want to see that in Green Bay. Is it possible? I hope I live to see it. All right, John and Franklin. Two people we've heard from. And two people we've heard from, you know, quite a bit over the years, but both saying the same thing. Why would Rodgers play another snap? We'll talk about that with Peter Bukowski coming up. Uh, I want to remind you about Happy Place Hemp. HappyPlaceHemp.com. Happy Place Hemp. They are in Muskego, uh, right across the street from Maddie's, which is actually in New Berlin, but Happy Place Hemp. So they've got a lot of different things for you in terms of CBD and THC, and it's stuff that they can legally sell. So you don't have to, you know, drive across the border. I saw when you start going up north, and you know, there's a big debate about what up north is, and I do have an answer for that. Up north is God, what was my answer? Up north is anything. I always said Highway 10. But then let me get back to you on that. But like people say up Fondy's up. Fondy's not up north. Appleton, I went to Appleton. Appleton's not up north. But I'm driving up. I'm driving up no. I'm driving the direction up north. I'm not going up north. But I go to Appleton for Thanksgiving. And as soon as you like hit Fondy, it's, there's signs that are like, just keep on coming to Michigan if you want to get high. Well, okay. I mean, that's kind of far. So just have Happy Place Hemp bring you stuff to your house. You can order it discreetly. You can get the gummy sample packs to, to try it out, to see what everything is available for. That's going to be an old stocking stuffer on the Winkler side of the family. Uh, that's for sure. Happyplacehemp.com. Check them out. Check out their gummies, the Delta 8s, Delta 9s. The THC uh, O's, they got THC free ones too. If you're just looking for some of the CBD enhancements, the ones at night that I've been taking, it's CBD and CBN. Those help me fall asleep. I've had a problem falling asleep most of my adult, nay, entire life. So that helps me out too. The brain, you know, I got too many thoughts up here. I, I, I get this. It's, it's a curse to be full of this much uh, information. So that's why the gummies help knock me out. Happyplacehemp.com, promo code BART. HappyPlaceHemp.com. Peter Bukowski. Why would Aaron Rodgers play another snap this season? Next. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm joined now by the one, the only, Peter Charles Bukowski. What's up, Pete? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm doing good. I'm I'm still uh, fighting off it? the adrenaline from from Sunday night. That was a that was a fun finish. Is it Charles? It's Andrew, but Charles like Bukowski it. is the Bukowski most people know. Oh, I don't even. Okay, um, yeah, Sunday night wild. Let me start with this. I love coming on your show, Lockdown Packers, and the reason is it's the same when I go on. Like other, like sometimes people listen to me for hours and they're like, this guy. <laughs> but then when I do a, like an eight minute hit on the score or whatever, it's like, oh my God, Bart's very succinct and, and makes his points. Well, yeah, when I got like 20 minutes, but if you want me to, but anyway, anytime I come on your show, people that I thought didn't like my takes suddenly uh, do. And so I thank you for that platform. The one guy that I'm trying to figure out what his deal is a a guy named Matt sent me a DM. He says, Mm -hmm. he says, I heard you on locked on Packers curious what Aaron has said or done in his life that you were referring to him as having a huge ego. (laughs) You're you're making that up, Bart. You're making that up. Rogers Rogers, who is broken and says, I'm going to play until we're, mathematically eliminated even though their chances are less than one tenth of a percent he doesn't have an ego Matt it's right in front of you dude listen this is why I have tried to engage less with the people online because man it they make it hard for for me to want to to be honest it's just it's just one of those funny things people see what they want to see and and that goes that goes for players too by the way like you know, Kurt Benkert came after me yesterday on Twitter for saying something was was on Rodgers and not Tyler Davis. He, I thought, it did a good job of explaining why he thought it was on Tyler Davis. And then sure enough, after the game, Aaron Rodgers said, I shouldn't have made the throw. Now, Davis ran the wrong route. And so the whole explanation from Kurt Benkert is sort of like null because he ran the wrong route. But that means they both saw the coverage the same way. They both saw it wrong. And so they both did the bad thing. But you have, but you have to defend Aaron Rodgers. You have to defend Aaron Rodgers. Some people are just going to do that. Pete, I got a list of John Kuhn jokes. I haven't even gotten to you. <laughs> now I got to come up with Kurt Banker jokes. What are you hey, doing let's to make these them. people? Let's make the jokes. I've been making them all year. I've been doing a radio appearance uh, in uh, in Appleton, and and man, I every time I go on there, I'm making those jokes. Well, I got a couple of emails uh, also. Quinn Johnson, former tight end, says Peter's a little bitch. 
Hard to argue. Uh, Corey Hall. No, I'm just kidding. I ran out of them. <laughs> Aaron Ripkowski. Man, if Quinn Johnson has 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 thoughts, let's hear them. Would love to hear from you, Quinn. Yeah, he was going to be the next great one. I, we all <laughs> loved Quinn. Corey I mean, Hall. I like. I remember liking Quinn Johnson. That, that was like a real thing. Where's Trevor Havner? What does he have to say? Oh yeah, isn't it Spencer Havner? Whatever. The point the point was made. <laughs> Here, here's why I want to talk to you. And I do want to talk to you about because we talked on your show last week a lot about Rogers and Love. And then I mean we could recycle that conversation, and it's fitting now since Love is going to probably see more time. I more or less want to talk to you about some LaFleur stuff. The Rogers thing I want to say though is, and I've talked to a couple of people on this on this show, you know, we take voicemails and calls. So today, the big question is, and we're taping this for, you know, we're taping this Monday morning. So God only knows what Rodgers is going to say. Like, he's not scheduled to talk to anyone until McAfee, but who knows what thing he'll leak wherever to whatever. What benefit does it do anyone? Not Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking Lafleur, Love, the team, Goody, Murphy, any random fan. What benefit does it do anyone to have Aaron Rodgers play even one more snap the rest of the season? I can't think of one other than Matt satisfying Rodgers' ego that he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go. I had the tweet ready to go on Sunday with Paul Pierce, where Paul Pierce was hurt in the wheelchair, and then as soon as Jordan Love was going to take the field, Rodgers was going to run back out there. I'm surprised he even let him get in there, Pete. Too, too bad it wasn't just that he had to take a poop because that was apparently Paul Pierce's excuse that he had he had the he had hey, the run. Some poops I need a wheelchair for, buddy. <laughs> Bart, the answer to your question is the only person it benefits is Aaron Rodgers and maybe like Aaron Rodgers' agent because it could turn into something you know where where he gets a, a deal restructured in the offseason or something. There is no benefit to the Packers to play him. The only benefit is to Aaron Rodgers, and so. What, what I think is the case is if you're trying to negotiate with this guy and the Packers have, have been hit or miss negotiating with him over the last two years, right? So we'll see how this goes. But if Roger says, I want to keep playing, if I'm Matt LaFleur, if I'm Brian Gutekunst, if I'm Mark Murphy, I'm going, okay, here's Chicago. Beat the team that you always beat. You're like 95 and one lifetime against them. You own this team. Go get your, your licks in one more time. And after the bye, you're going on IR. Like, that's just how this is. Well, that's go. what we thought was going to happen for a long time. I think we've started to read some tea leaves, but. Roger said after the game, once they're mathematically eliminated, then the conversations can start. I, I just, if you're the Packers, at a certain point, you have to put your foot down and just say no. Like, it's not in the best interest of the team for Aaron Rodgers to continue to be out there. It's just not. Especially hurt. Like, we've seen it. And, yeah. and this is another point that I keep making. It's like, if. All the excuses for Rodgers, oh, he's playing hurt. Yeah, I, I agree he's playing hurt. It is admirable of him to play hurt. But in some of these games, when he is the one at the end who can't make the throws to Sammy Watkins and Alan Lazard, whether he's hurt or not, that's hurting the team. And so that means now that the season is over, there's no excuse for him to be out there. Yes, hurt Aaron Rodgers probably gives you the best chance to win. Probably. We don't know the answer, and we won't know the answer until we see Jordan Love actually play in these games which is why now that the season is essentially over, you have to see Jordan Love. You have to, and the team has to be willing to say, we're not doing this anymore, Aaron. The best interest of the team is for 10 to be in there under center. I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings. 
Well, you've got, I mean, think of it as like assets. You've got one asset that's Aaron Rodgers. He's hurt. Yeah. You've got the other that's Jordan Love that, I mean. If Rodgers is your quarterback next year, why are you putting him at risk? Like, you just have to say, we're not putting you at risk. If you want to be here next year, there's no reason for you to play. Just go rest. Also, we got to know if we're paying this guy, like Jordan Love. We got to know what, I mean, so Jordan Love looked good in his one quarter of play. But still, the problem with Jordan Love is we don't know. We've got the Chiefs game, which was weird. We've got the Lions game, which, and then we've got this game, which, Looks, this was good. This was objectively the best that he's looked as a Green Bay Packer. Oh, absolutely. And, and, so and like, it's the most recent. So, you know, there's positivity to feel about that. But what if that's... Wait, wait, wait. where are you, you on the conspiracy more. theory that Rodgers doesn't want Love to play because he knows Love will look good? Very much in the QAnon camp. On that. <laughs> the the QAA the Aaron? Yeah. Yes. Very much. I am... If there's a conspiracy theory to be had, we had some guy suggest on the show last night that he thinks uh, Randall Cobb purposely dropped a touchdown from Jordan Love because he <laughs> wanted to help his buddy. I thought Kayvon Wallace made a nice play on that ball, but I did think Randall Cobb probably should have come down with it. You got to come back to that ball. But Well, we love conspiracy theories, especially on the Bart Winkler program. Uh, no, I, I, I don't think he wants – yeah, I think he wants to keep playing. I, I mean, why he, he came back, you know, he wants to play. I don't – but we don't know either – Either Jordan loves really bad or he's really good. I don't think there's going to be a middle here. I, I I'm with you. I think that, that especially now, and, and I thought the Devondre Campbell comments were really telling. I mean, t- to be doing one of those local shows and his teammate down leave is talking about Jordan love. And we see that the progress that he's making and, and Devondre Campbell interrupts him and does the whole, like lean into the microphone bit and goes, Jordan Love is better than a lot of starting quarterbacks in the league. If that's the case, then we have to see it. And I, I can't wait to see it. I thought it was, I thought it was also telling last night. How excited were Mike Tirico and Chris Collinsworth to see Jordan Love? Like they were jacked to see oh, this. Guy. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. It was it was fun. Excited. It was fun to see. And and I, I think no matter what, the best thing for the future of the team, even if Aaron Rodgers is on the team next year. If Aaron Rodgers is your quarterback in 2023, then maybe the best time to get something of value for Jordan Love is now when a team can pick up that fifth-year option and they can make him their starting quarterback. Wouldn't the Colts love to go get Jordan Love right now? Like, aren't there five teams that could talk themselves into Jordan Love if he goes out and plays well? Or he plays well enough that a team is going to go, hey, here's all the picks for Aaron Rodgers. Like, that's in play too. Well, here's something I want to say, and I want you to uh, amplify it on your show and, and credit me every time you do. Okay. Because I think that we've always said Rodgers had three years behind Favre, and he got to see the mistakes that Favre would make. Oh, you throw them away. And so Rodgers, you know, he doesn't like throwing interceptions because Favre. Rodgers learned a lot from Favre. He learned a lot of the good. He learned a lot of the bad. And it's what, you know, it's part of the reason he's so good. Why think, are we limiting think, that to just on the field? Don't you think Rodgers learned from Favre off the field too? Don't you think Rodgers, one of the things that Favre had when he was trying to leave is we knew Rodgers was good. And so we're like, hey, let's go to the next guy. Rodgers sees what happened to Favre, was like, no, 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 no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to renegotiate my salary. Favre didn't do this so that they're basically stuck with me. And then I'm not going to let them ever know if this guy's good. 
So I think Rogers learned is, is, is learning as much off the field as on. Thank you. I, I love that take. That's a terrific take. Um, I, I'm, I might borrow it on lockdown Packers. Um, I'm begging you to, I need with, with exposure a, with, with credit, of course. Um, I like, I, that's, that's, isn't that a, a sister to the conspiracy theory? Like, I don't even think that that's a conspiracy theory. How could Aaron Rodgers have not learned from what he went through with Brett Favre? And, and I guess the answer to that question is, well, because we saw him throw a hissy fit for a year and a half after Jordan Love was taken. And, and so you'd think if anyone would have learned to not take it personally and understand that this is just the way of the NFL, he would have, and clearly he didn't, but like I, he, he, clearly picked something up from that 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 whole situation the question is whether he learned the right lessons did he learn the right lessons and certainly did he learn the lessons that to the biggest benefit of the team that i don't know if if i can say with any confidence that that is going to be the case that's another reason why if you're the packers you have to go no no this is our organization if you're brian gutekinds even if mark murphy and those guys have to get involved you have to be willing to go and say the best thing for this team is this. And you either get on board or you go complain on, on the YouTube show on Pat McAfee's show and, and air out all your grievances there. That's fine because that's only going to make you look petty and small and bad, even though there's still going to be a contingent of fans who go see they're mistreating Aaron Rodgers, even though everyone knows that's not the case. What would the over under be take out Rodgers and take out love? So that's 51 guys in the locker room. Okay. What would the over under be on guys who want to see Jordan Love start the rest of the season? Ooh. Cuz I personally think at least half of the players want to see Jordan Love. If almost not more. I mean, who wants to see Rodgers is the question. At this and, point, and now he's hurt so whatever, but I would have asked this a month ago and at still this probably point, I think half. I think it's probably more than half just because the season is over. Like a month ago, I don't think it would have been the same number. But even just like you think about relationships at work, like Rogers has his, fr- we all know who Rogers friends are. And Jordan love yes. is 15 years younger and like the same age as all these other dudes. So they're probably playing. We saw this with Brett Favre, right? When he yes. had his own locker, Rogers called Favre grandpa. Exactly. And I don't think Jordan love is doing that by all accounts. They oh, have a good relationship, but to your point, like Jordan love, was training in the offseason with Equinemius St. Brown last year. Now, he's not on the team anymore, but that's a guy on the team. Chris Barnes is one of his best friends going back to high school. By all accounts, he's got good... He trained in in the um, the pre-draft process with Josiah DeGuar and A.J. Dillon. Like, he has relationships on this team, no doubt. I think the Devondre Campbell vote of confidence is, is a big thing. Devondre Campbell's voice holds sway in that locker room. And yeah, if you're one of those players who as I have said now multiple times, has not loved the way Aaron Rodgers has handled accountability. You are the one going, yeah, I'd like to see Jordan Love. I'd like to see if that looks any different. I'd like to see that. And I actually got a text um, from, from someone who knows. Era. Just I got a text from someone who knows that said the players looked a lot more comfortable with Jordan Love out there than Aaron Rodgers. It seemed like... Pete, we could tell that on the TV broadcast. They played a little bit freer. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. No, I didn't, I didn't, like, I, I was not, I was only watching Jordan Love, basically, when that was happening, because I was just so excited to see him. 
But I don't know. Is that true? Maybe it is. He, he looked to like on the sidelines. You and I love a body language doctor. He, having a really nice conversation with Big Bob Tunyon. Having a really nice conversation with Alan Lazard and Matt LaFleur over at the, ta- at, at the tablet. And I don't want to overread into those discussions. But if you have one guy just MFing you. Can we swear on this podcast? MFing you up and down uh, the, the, the field when you drop the ball. <laughs> I'm glad to know we can now. But when you, if you have someone doing that and they're always throwing you sideways glances and they're throwing shade in the media and, and they're, this is how they operate, isn't it nice to have someone, a quarterback, who doesn't? Even if you still think Aaron Rodgers is the better player and all that stuff, and you, even if you like him personally as a guy, isn't your work environment just made a little bit easier? Even if it's not to the betterment of the team, like we saw in the last dance, Michael Jordan being an asshole probably pushed a lot of his teammates to levels that they didn't realize they could get to. That that seems to be the school of Aaron Rodgers, although now he's putting his arm around guys a little bit more, right? But I just, it is it is interesting to me that that is something that people seemed to have noticed. Um, and I, you know, I just, I just think that's interesting. Uh, two more places I want to go with you. Uh, one is what I wanted to talk about. And then obviously we can't, Stop talking about Jordan Love. I wanted to talk about Matt LaFleur, who I have dubbed the scrappy-doo of NFL coaches. <laughs> this is a very specific reference to a very specific uh, age group, but scrappy-doo, for those that don't know, is Scooby-Doo's younger cousin. Mm-hmm. And scrappy-doo is very small. He's scrappy, but he's got a big, like, let me at him, let me at him, I'll get him. But then everyone can just pick him up, and he's, like, just hanging there dangling. And so I feel like Matt LaFleur's like, let me at him. And then Robert Sala just picks him up. Got you. Kyle Shanahan just picks him up. Got you. Aaron Rodgers just picks him up. Got you. Matt LaFleur, you want to talk about body language. I just want to see a coach that doesn't look like he wants to cry every time that they show him on the field. I would have given my third testicle Mm. for... Because people always say they, I would never give one for anything. I mean, that would hurt. But people always say that I would have, if Matt LaFleur would have just come out on Sunday, because he's like, yeah, Rodgers will play. Yeah, Rodgers. I just wanted him to say, look, we're going to evaluate and whoever gives us the best chance to win. Just something so minor like that would be so big. But LaFleur, it's not, he, Rodgers is bigger than the team now. And LaFleur is just like acquiescing to that. Like, do something. Was this the conversation we had on on my show where I asked you if if Matt LaFleur, knowing what he knows now about what has happened since, would change how he handled the Aaron Rodgers trade request back in 2021? I think would have. I don't know about LaFleur. LaFleur seems to be fine being, I don't know. I don't, weird. Because there were points in the season during the year where he did not seem super thrilled with what was going on. And I think that he, I think that he, I think he's sort of, I think he's a reluctant hostage. Yeah. But he accepts that. He understands, he understands this is what I have to do to give the team the best chance. This is Aaron Rodgers. Like, look at how, how successful they've been. Like, I think you, you, you sort of get wrapped up in that. Like, oh my God, Aaron Rodgers is a great player. I just have to do everything I can to make him happy. Players, coach, all that stuff. And this is when I want to see him say, okay, this is how it's really going to be. Because I think he's empowered Rodgers to the point that now they've just gotten too far away from some of the LaFleur 
parts of the offense. And I, I, I am, I was glad to see on Sunday night, the team kept fighting because I've been worried now for weeks that this season is going to have long-term ramifications on Matt LaFleur's ability to lead a group moving forward. Because if you don't trust the plan and your coach is up there every day saying, this is my fault. At a certain point, you're going, maybe it is his fault, you know? And it becomes difficult, I think, to, to week in and week out. It is hard to be an NFL player. It is a grind to go through an NFL season. The, the toll that you put on your body, physically, mentally, the stress, all that Not stuff. Not as yes. hard as it is a grind to talk about him five days. I, well, I totally agree. But they, and they get paid way better than we do. But I guess I'll speak for myself. I don't know what the Bart Winkler show is doing. Um, and skin in my teeth. <laughs> my son's so eating around. I, I, I was glad that we saw them down 13 fight. And, and Aaron Rodgers goes out and Jordan Love goes down and they're fighting. And yeah, the defense can't get a stop to save their life, but they're, they're still giving effort. They're down 13 nothing. They get a stop on fourth down, third and short, second and short, actually, second and three, third and one, fourth and one. They get a fourth down stop. And that gets them back in the game. They're still fighting for this coach. And that's what makes me have faith. I remember in 2019 talking to some players who were like, Matt LaFleur immediately came in and commanded that room. And I just wonder how much of that is gone because of how much space is being made for Aaron Rodgers to take as much control as he wants. I don't know the answer to that, but that's why week in and week out, I'm very sensitive to the idea of them quitting. I don't want to see them quitting because then I start to worry about Matt LaFleur's long-term viability. And I think Matt LaFleur is a good coach. I think X's and O's wise, he's a great coach. The question is leadership, toughness, overcoming adversity. I, I, I'm starting to wonder if he is a peacetime general, not a wartime general. And I don't, I don't want to have those thoughts, but that's just sort of where I am right now. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. You can't have scrappy dude leading an army into Normandy. <laughs> sure. Can't let me add him. Uh, I've had a lot of great takes in my life. I said the Bucks down 0-2 would win the NBA Finals. One of your best takes. I said that COVID would cost the Bucks an NBA championship, that it would shut down sports. I, I foresaw that coming. Uh, right. What else did I say? I've had a lot of correct Brewers takes. The Josh Hader trade would sink the team. The Jonathan mm. Scope trade was stupid. Um, I've, I've just... I've had a lot of right takes. You're you're a wash in correct takes. I've always said that about you. My uh, one of my worst takes ever might be that I said this Packers defense will be since the '85 Bears one of the top five defenses since. So everyone thought they'd be good, though. What like the fuck everyone, happens? Everyone thought they'd be good, and I, you know, I think we need to we need to have a conversation at some point, probably now, about how good the players actually are. I mean, we came in saying, "Oh, look at all this talent." Like, okay, at a certain point, like, players have to play. Players have to make plays. But, like, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus referred to Adrian Amos as turning into a pumpkin. Like, can you remember a, an Adrian Amos play from the 2022 season that was good? I can only remember bad ones. That doesn't well, that's mean that's all That's why you can run on the happened. Packers because you just block their weak-ass defensive line, and then you get through the linebackers, make a move, and nobody in the secondary wants to tackle. Jair except, doesn't start playing until they're down 17. I just, I, I don't, I don't know how, how we so badly misjudge this team, but I think they're also extremely poorly coached. Um, I like, I thought it was so funny. Chris Collinsworth complimenting Joe Barry to going to a single high safety look against the best running team in the league 
Oh, oh, you, you mean make Jalen Hurts beat you with his arm instead of his legs and the run game that's been dominant all season? Yeah, what a thought. I was like, it is so, it is Michael Scott-esque to come in with such a bad plan that tweaking that plan to a less bad plan gives you compliments. Like that, it's just like, it is the perfect encapsulation of what this team is. And I, it, it, I don't know how Joe Barry is still the coach. And I, I thought that after last week, honestly. Like, I just don't understand how he's still the, the head, the, the not the head coach, how, how he's still the defensive coordinator here. I guess he's well-liked by the players. I don't know. At this point, if that's still the case, Jair Alexander sure doesn't seem to love playing in this scheme. So I just, I don't know. I don't know why we're still here. I don't know why. Uh, do you want Jim Leonard to be the coach? I mean, I've been saying for a couple years that that would be nice, but we'll see. Um, you know, the trolley problem. I am familiar with the trolley problem. Yes. I've seen the good place. I was also a philosophy dual major. So it's like one way five people can die or the other way one person can die. Mm -hmm. You have to decide. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow if Joe Barry's running the trolley, all six people, end up dying. Die. it would just be a fireball of death for everyone. <laughs> He's like, he makes both bad. He makes all the bad decisions. What a disaster. All right, I, don't, you I, I just don't know. Like, I, I sort of am just like Aubrey Pleasant is the guy that they brought in from the Lions um, from a historically bad defense. He got fired because the defense was so bad. And I'm kind of just like, I don't know. Why did you just let him call the defense? Let him, let him give him a shot. Like, I don't know. I still can't understand. Bart, can you explain to me? They fire Mike Patton. They keep all of his assistant coaches and only replace Mike Patton with Joe Barry. Like, really? Everyone else was totally Scrappy doing Doo. A plus work. It's Scrappy Doo's call. Well, but I have to assume that it was partially Brian. Like Brian Gutekinst is at least in the meeting, and Mark Murphy signs off. Like you, you make no other changes to the staff. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. The answer is, um, let me answer it for you. It does not. It does not make sense. Well, they're trying to. The Packers like they're trying to avoid confrontation so bad that it's going to end up building the biggest amount of confrontation. So stupid. You asked me this last week. Uh, what do you want to see out of the rest of the season? I think that one guy I talked to earlier, my good, good buddy, Mike the Painter, he wants to see them lose every game 40 to 33 because he wants Jordan Love to look really good, but he also wants them to lose because some people are going to, once you see that you have the ninth spot and you're like one game out of the three spot in the draft, you might have some people start wanting the draft pick. I ultimately just want to see the team. Like I'm going to, I'm going to tune in to see my team try to win, but I want to see Jordan Love play. I think that's right. I want to see Jordan Love play. I want to see Romeo Dobbs come back and play with Jordan Love. Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. I can't wait to see those guys together at, at you know, something close to full flight. I'd like to see a little bit more Josiah DeGuara. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, Devontae Wyatt probably needs to see the field more. Don't really care. Didn't like that pick when it was made. Don't like it now. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. Like, just Jordan Love. Give me Jordan Love. I'm this season is now about Jordan Love, which is all the more reason to just say, Aaron Rodgers, you're sitting out uh the rest of the season because I just don't I just don't care. I don't there is no benefit to anyone, including Aaron Rodgers, really, because physically he's we know he's hurt. Like it's it's over. It's over for now. But I think he also knows that there's a possibility that he may never play in Green Bay again, whether it's his call or not. Like he just may never play in green Bay again. And he does not want it to be like this. I think he'd like to beat the beers, beat the beers, beat the bears at least one more time. And that could be, you know, a fitting coda 
to his time in Green Bay because it may not be his call. They may decide Jordan Love may look great, and they're just like, okay, like Raiders, what do you got? Colts, what do you got? Dolphins, Panthers, what do you got? Come get Aaron Rodgers. I think that's that's very much a scenario in play right now. Look, I don't, I don't want to see Rodgers team up with Devontae again because he did. All right, just shut up. Just retire. Just go away. Just go away. He's not giving up sixty guaranteed million dollars, Bart. Not going to happen. Peter Bukowski, always a pleasure. Locked on Packers. Wherever you get your pods. Um. I'm bad at signing off. Thanks, Pete. Subscribe to The Leap. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to The Leap. How's that going? Good. We're still live. Okay, see ya. (laughs) Peter Bukowski. Our thanks to Pete. Pistol Pete. I like Pete. I like talking to Pete. I think that when we talk, we explore a lot of the kind of, you know, there's there's people that are gonna do the X's and O's for you, but there's more to it than that, and I, I think that that's why there's there's space for everybody, you know. So the people that do the X's and O's, some I mean, there's so many people on Packers Twitter, there's so many people on Packers Twitter, outside of the beat writers that do a great job. I mean, some of these guys, I'm thinking off the top of my head of like what Ben Fennel used to do and and Ross uh, Uglum and um. Oh God, who uh, Dusty? I'm thinking of these guys, and they just you know break it down as good as anybody. So there's room for that, and then there's room for what me and Pete do, with which is bitch about our feelings. So I I think that I think that there's there's room there's room for it all. Um, do want to touch on just a couple of other things. First of all, shouts to Giannis Adetokounmpo. He was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Uh, I am a little disappointed again. The Bucs were 3-1 and one last week. I am disappointed that they played the Mavs when the Packers played. I wish I could have watched that game more, especially with Jason Kidd coming back, although nobody really cares. But Giannis on Friday, the game against the Cavs, when he was on a dunk mission, that was awesome. And, you know, he kind of struggled for a little bit, and then he just went crazy in the second half. I did not struggle, but he went crazy in the second half. I just think that we can't get complacent about this guy being here because he reminds us so often how great he is. And it felt like, you know, last week, 35 points. I'm just reading the press release now. 10 boards, six assists, shooting 61 from the field, struggling at the free throw line a little bit. But, you know, we're still early in the season and and he's playing very well. So, like that, uh, I would like to see Marjan Bochamp get back into this rotation. I don't know what the deal was. Build up his confidence a little bit and then yank him. Uh, not cool, but Pat's back and Chris is coming back and uh, you know Ingles at some point will come back. So there's a lot going on with the Bucs. There's, there's a lot of talent and it's going to be hard to find minutes for all of them. But back to what I want to see out of this season is find what you have in this guy. I mean, we talk about Jordan Love. We don't even know what we have in Jordan Love. By May, I want to know what we have in Marjan Bochamp. Is he good? Let's fu- let's just find out. Or can he, you know, like I still argue that there's times in the playoffs where when the Bucks go down on a little bit of a, like the other team gets a run, bring in Thanasis in and just fire it up a little bit. You know, there's Swiss Army knife kind of guys. There's different like chess pieces. You get you get what I'm trying to say here. So I would like to see Bochamp play a little more. Um, and, of course, Grayson Allen the other night, big night. 
don't trade him for Jay Crowder. I think that'd be stupid. All right, I got Ed in Phoenix leaving a voicemail. Again, you can leave voicemails, 402-915-BART. For, what did I say? 402-915-BART. Bart, Ed in Phoenix from Wisconsin. Uh, Tosa specifically. Uh, Calling to give you my thoughts on the rather surprising and I thought impressive uh, Luke Fickle hire for the Badgers. Uh, I am very, as I said, impressed that the administration and Macintosh didn't just go out and make the, the easy decision and hire Jim Leonard as the head coach. We all, I'm sure, like Jim. He's a Wisconsin boy. We know he's head coaching material. But the fact that they actually did their due diligence and hired what they thought was the best guy for the position now rather than just settling for the Wisconsin thing, which I think we all, or at least I expected them to do, uh, was rather impressive. Um, Something to look forward to from a recruiting standpoint. uh, And uh, and just uh, really, really pleased about it. So uh, those are my thoughts. Talk to you soon. Bye. Fickle, the father of six kids, including two sets of twin boys which is pretty remarkable. Look, I've rooted for Cincinnati for a while, um, and he's done very well there because I root for these mid-majors to shake things up. Uh, Last year, of course, went to the college football playoff, eventually lost to Alabama. But 4-8 when he got to Cincinnati, then 11-2, 11-3, 9-1, 13-1, 9-3 this year. Nobody needs to be sold on Luke Fickle being a good coach. He was almost unanimously. I mean, I don't know if there's any more awards than this sporting coach, Bobby Dodd, Eddie Robinson, Paul bear, Bryant, AFCA, a home Depot, all these coaches of the year awards, not just in the AAC, but in the country. And what's so shocking about this is it's just not the way that Wisconsin's done things. Wisconsin will find who they think is the best candidate for the job. If there's some Wisconsin ties now, Barry Alvarez, you know, was a Nebraska guy or whatever. And then he came here, but, it's been uh, Paul Christ. Okay, Gary Anderson was a little different. Bielema. But there, it just seems to be like it's in the – like there's a certain – you know, Jim Leonard even would have been – like he's the best, but he's the best of this group. You know? He's the best, but we're also putting a ceiling on it. Well, they went and just, they went and just got who they thought was the best. And so that's why it's different. There's going to be a lot of news about recruits leaving, recruits coming. I can tell you one recruit they're going to bring in, according to his Wikipedia, Fickle's eldest son, Landon, committed to Cincinnati as an offensive guard as part of the 2021 recruitment class. You can bet that he will now come over to Wisconsin. And so we'll see how things shake out. But this was an impact hire in a really in a conference where the Badgers, you know, Michigan and Ohio State are so far ahead. And what the Big Ten West is right now is a bunch of teams playing to lose in the Big Ten championship game. And so if you're going to be so stacked on that other side, even a Penn State, you know, what's going to happen with this Big Ten West? Is it just going to be the best of the worst all the time, getting trounced in Indy or wherever they go play? So this was this was a hire to try to not, like, be the Big Ten West chance. But let's get on the level of those other teams. We're Wisconsin. We've had a very successful 30 years here. Let's 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 get back to that level. So I think, yeah, there's a lot to be excited about the hire. It's it's different. 
and sometimes different is good. So we'll find out what happens with the Badgers. Other thing I wanted to mention, soccer, today's a big day. USA has to beat Iran to get into the knockout stages. And what I've been talking about with, with soccer, so let me just get this off my chest, if you will. And this is the last thing I'm going to say today. So if you hate soccer, just come back tomorrow. I don't care. I just don't understand why every time I say anything about soccer, it needs to be a referendum on soccer. Nobody is making you watch soccer if you don't like soccer. You've never been forced to watch soccer if you don't like soccer. Okay, maybe you're a kid. World Cup. If you don't want to watch the World Cup, you do not have to watch the World Cup. You don't have to do it. Sure, it's on TV, but that's okay. You do not have to watch the World Cup if you don't want to. Nobody's forcing you. Here's what happened last Friday. The USA played England, and this was a Black Friday game when everybody's off. It's USA-England. A lot of history between the teams, the countries. You know, the, you know, so it's a big game and 17 million people watched it. That's a lot of people to watch it. Um, you know, it's a lot. 42 million people watch Cowboys Giants. So, yeah, I mean, so- I know where soccer's place is. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing anything. I'm not arguing anything. The only thing that I tweeted about it the other day was I had said that I know that there's been a lot of result. There's been a lot of hype for this game. And if you did like get convinced, cause there's a lot of, a lot of attention to it. So if you got convinced to watch it, you sat down and you're like, Oh man, zero, zero, but it was a good game. You can be a zero, zero and have a good game. You really can. There's some zero, zero games that are very, very bad, but there's some that are really good. It's just, it's, it's a different, you know, you're not, it's just, it's like a defensive battle. I don't know. You love a pitcher's duel that's one nothing. This is like that. So it's zero zero. So that's not what pissed people off, I guess. And then Gary Ellerson tweeted about it, said it was boring, and everyone's, I'd rather watch this dry or that grow. People could understand how the, the thing that I think really upset people was they sat down, they watched a tie, and that was it. And they don't understand, like, why there couldn't have been a winner. It's almost as some of these, I'm going to call them casuals. Some of these people that sat down to watch this game because of the hype, they would have rather seen England win one, nothing because then at least there was a winner because they don't like to see a tie. Well, you got to think of it this way. You know how in hockey, there's three periods. That game you watched was the second period of the Badgers the Badgers. I'm still looking at a picture of Luke Fickle. That was the second period of the United States game. The first period, they tied Wales. Okay. They got a point for that. The second period, they tied England. They got a point for that. And now in the third period, they have to play Iran. So what's happening is it's think of the groups. Am I really explaining round robins to people? England has four points. Iran has three. USA has two. Wales has one. You get points based on your result. And then if the United States ties, well, they're still going to have less than Iran and England. They're not going to advance. If they lose, obviously the same thing. They need to win. 
because they'll have more points than Wales. They can catapult England, maybe, but they'll definitely catapult Iran. And the top two from each group go on to the knockout stage. And then you do get a winner. You do play the thir- the 90 minutes, then 30 extra, then if needed, PKs. Then you can say, oh, PKs are dumb. Yeah, I don't like deciding massive championships on games from a spot 12 yards out. But right now, I mean, you play 120 minutes and it's a tie. Something's got to give. I saw someone suggest take a player off the field every five minutes. Okay, I you know, I like that. I, I think it'd be cool if an extra time you started 11 on 11. After five minutes, you had to take off one or two. And it, yeah, kind of like a hockey thing. Sure. But that's not how it is. It's still, they, they say, you look, you played for two hours and you can't get a winner. We'll go to kicks. Okay, whatever. But somebody advances. That's not what the issue is. The issue is that you watched a game, you didn't like soccer and they tied. So you have to, you have to brag to everybody that you like soccer. I'm not trying to convince anybody that has never liked soccer to like soccer. I love soccer. I'm having an incredible time with the Milwaukee Pro Soccer Group. We are going out to different bars, to different establishments. And on Saturday, I was at Moran's Pub, and it was a pro-Mexico crowd. It was amazing. Now they lost. Then Germany, uh, Sunday at Germany, I'm at the Old World German Beer Hall downtown. All German fans. It's incredible. Chance going on. The Highberries, where I watched USA England. People doing chants. I mean, it's just so great to be with all those people and follow the it's the Milwaukee Pro Soccer account. They're, we're doing a real good job of like a running diary of what the World Cup experience is like in Milwaukee at all these different spots. And I'll be at Nomad Tuesday today. And the other half of our group is going to be at the v- Bavarians, the beer hall in Glendale. So there's going to be a couple of different places you can go and watch these games. And outside of the places will be, there's a lot of places you can watch the games. But that's for people who want to go watch soccer. If you don't want to watch soccer, don't watch soccer. And yeah, if you follow me, I might tweet about soccer. Just move on. I don't like deer hunting. I don't do it. I don't know if I really get it. I wasn't ingrained in it. It's not my thing. But when somebody tweets a picture that they got a deer, I'm either going to say, whoa, nice job. I know that meant a lot to you. Or I'm going to say nothing. You can say nothing. It's possible. When you see someone tweet about soccer, you don't have to make it your identity to tell them that you think soccer sucks. Good for you. What is it? What is And the irony in this is you don't like soccer because you like football, basketball, American sports. Guess what? I like them more than you do. Anyone that comes at me and tells me they don't like soccer, I guarantee I like football more than you. I guarantee it. And I like basketball more than you. And I guarantee fucking tea that i eat more red meat than you yeah i'm a man i got more hair than you on my body yep i'm a man i come home and i there's a dinner made for me and then i sit back and laugh as my wife cleans it up because i'm a man now that's not true My wife does make dinner. She's a tremendous cook. I suck. Everything I make is beige somehow. And I clean up the dishes most nights. You don't have to prove every time someone likes soccer, you don't have to prove to them that you dislike soccer more. 
and I shouldn't have to explain what a round robin is. And then I got this guy trying to tell me that offsides is the stupidest rule and defend offsides. I'm not going to defend offsides. Offsides is offsides. You're not going to take away offsides in soccer. Sorry you don't like it because you don't understand it. Re- figure it out. I'm not the guy running around the world telling you you need to like soccer. So you don't. So I don't need to be the guy who you tell to that you don't like soccer. You know what I'm saying? Now, this all stems back from years of you being told that soccer is going to take off in America. This is the, I get it. That's that was, that got taxing and grading and that was bad. That was a mistake by the, but that wasn't me. So just leave me alone, man. I'm going to have the time of my life today watching USA Iran. This is a tournament that only comes around every four years. US hasn't been in it in uh, eight years. I've only seen five USA World Cup victories in my lifetime. In my lifetime. Even the loser Packers have almost won five games this year. I just don't understand why you can't let someone enjoy what they enjoy. You know, it might not be good to you, but if they enjoy it, they enjoy it. I just, I don't understand. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how every time... Uh, soccer, it's got to be a referendum all the guy, uh, all the time. I don't get it. Does it stem from one time somewhere someone told you that, you know, did you hate watching your kid play? Do you not understand? Did, I just don't get it. I don't get how you can dislike something so personally as a sport. I don't get it. And what do you, what do you think you're going to do? You think you're going to convince me to not like it? I don't, I just, I won't, I won't get it. I can't get it. I, I, I just won't. So I'll be out at uh, nomad today and I can't wait. I can't wait. And it's going to be fun. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show, uh, as well as Paul Imig and Toby Altizer with some, mm, 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 mm. We'll bring those guys back in the fold. How about those commanders? Got to talk to Toby about that. And uh, later in the week, we'll talk some more Badgers with the Luke Fickle hire. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. Talk some bucks as we do. So thanks. Uh, I will ask you, if you do like this, to like and subscribe and share. If you can subscribe on YouTube, if you haven't, that would be a tremendous help. And let's do what they did with soccer 30 years ago. Let's force people to like this. This will be the year that the Bart Winkler podcast takes over America. Force people to like it. That would that would be that'd mean the world to me. Go USA, big game today. Uh, we'll chat tomorrow. Bart Winkler show. Like and subscribe, and thank you so much. Talk to you tomorrow. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. 
For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.